0: Big, big blooper.
1: Mr. Spock, a blooper reel shouldn't include an in memoriam.
0: If small misfortunes are funny, bigger misfortunes should elicit bigger laughs. That is quite logical.
2: One, and welcome back to Deep Space Love, Star Trek podcast where a married Trekkie couple explore love in all its forms throughout the final frontier. I'm Nicole, one of your hosts.
0: And I'm one of your other hosts, Joe.
2: Base, You are the only other host. We kind of do this every time. <laughs> and our guest just snorted, so I guess I'll hey, introduce him right away. Coming back, <laughs> this is our first recurring guest. Is that true? Yeah. Yes. So... That's a high honor. Okay, so with us today is uh, one of our previous guests, writer, producer, comedian, rapper, an all-around artist, also a lover of a good pun, and a top-notch friend. Welcome back, Khalid. Hi. Hi.
1: Thank you for having me back. couple things. One, got to (laughs) push back on the lover of pun thing. You thought I wouldn't flag that. Flagged it. Lover of puns is strong. It's a strong (laughs) Uh, take. Uh, definitely going to have to revisit that at some point. Um, other point is, uh, wow, first recurring guest. I didn't know that before I said yes. So hi, Honor. Thank you for having me back. I'm so excited to be back in your guys' sandbox. It's so cool to just see you guys do your thing and watch Joe be a terrible co-host. It's not that easy, <laughs> is it, Joe?
0: At The best. It's easy. It's easy as pie.
1: Oh, uh, well, thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited to be back and talk all things Trek.
0: Yeah, Khalid, we haven't talked Trek uh, on the podcast since last year.
2: Oh, no.
1: You're doing it already. You did doing it. the It's it's technically a new year joke already.
0: Yeah. You like it?
1: I didn't like oh. it the first 15 <laughs> times you did it this year.
2: <laughs> I had some of the end of the year ones too, though, around oh, here. Yeah. I'll see you next year. (laughs) When I went to bed,
0: not what I sound like.
1: Yeah, you sound older. Like there's like a wheeze to you. Like (laughs) I don't know if there's like any foley artists out there that can like let us know how to make it sound like he has a walker when whenever he's recording. That would be helpful.
2: (laughs) Wow. Anyway,
1: I'm youthful and sprightly. All right, all right. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're just gonna chew on that. We're gonna let that one marinate, folks. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
2: Joe, you are correct, though. This is going to be our first episode of twenty twenty four.
0: Yeah, happy new year!
2: Woo! It's a delayed reaction. I mean, we'll see how this year turns out. It's really premature to make any. Uh... I mean, I'm always hopeful in a new year, but you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. We always make a goal in this podcast to try to release monthly, and we always.
2: Oh, that's not even where I was going. Don't but...
0: succeed in that goal, but we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: this is a hobby. It's a passion project and nobody is like paying me to do this. So unless anybody out uh, there
0: wants to, you're welcome to.
2: True. We'll take any patrons or backers. We don't have a Patreon now. No, so but we,
0: but we, could, if we somebody, could if we get some
1: feedback. <laughs> yeah.
2: Anyway it we're flexible um like we're two. Like we have two we each have a full-time job and we're raising two kids and trying to keep our house from falling apart and things like that so i think we do pretty well to be able to sneak in some hobbies and like passion for trek
0: yeah it's exciting and uh again yeah truly khalid thanks for being here i know i talk to you a lot on our other hit podcast frankenstein's podcast but it's uh it's really fun when i get to pull you into some uh, to some star trek conversations so thanks for coming back
1: Hit podcast is strong as one of the hosts of Frankenstein's podcast. <laughs> Calling I it think- a hit, even I have to be like, oh,
0: rein in the expectations, buddy. We got an email once that it was in the top 100 podcasts in Ireland. So that's cool. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's hit, if you ask me.
1: I mean, it's, it's it's how I landed my girlfriend. I was like, not to brag, but <laughs> I have one of the top 100 podcasts in Ireland, according to an email. Yeah. I, I can see how so that would do it. I didn't uh, know. I, there there are no secondary sources.
0: <laughs> you're welcome, Khalid.
1: <laughs> how I met your mother. Humble bragged about my podcast ranking.
2: <laughs> in another country.
0: Yeah. Uh. Uh. Funny, funny. You know what else is funny, everybody? Uh,
1: there we go.
2: Please tell me. Oh no, maybe don't tell me. Don't
0: uh, it, well, it's our topic for today. It's oh, a, okay. that's a segue. Okay.
2: We're
0: we're uh we're, I kind of took a page out of our own book ni- last year. Uh, Nicole, Nikki, I'm going to say Nikki. Our own book. Okay. Our own book. Last year, at the beginning of the year, we did a more of a conceptual episode instead of a just like a love story in Trek. Uh, last year, in January, we ranked all of the Star Treks oh, yeah. based on our own metrics we okay, created. Okay. Um. And this year, I thought we'd take one of those specific metri- metrics that I really enjoyed—raillery, also known as
2: humor—and
0: mm-hmm. uh, and dig into that a little bit more. <laughs> so, uh,
1: sh- <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time I heard that word. It left a, t- a bad taste.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, for those of, those of you who might be new listeners, when we did rank the Star Treks, I pushed for the use of the term raillery. He did, and I got it. Uh, to much to uh, Nikki's
1: dismay. It's like nails on a chalkboard
2: (laughs) (laughs) because I have to. It's like you have to move your mouth weird to say it. Railery. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so we're talking about Star Trek humor and uh, uh, I thought that'd be a fun way to start the year.
2: It is a fun way to start the year.
0: Um, so before we have a we have several specific episodes we're going to dig into, but I thought I'd just talk a little bit of a bit do a brief overview of like Star Trek's relationship with like humor and comedy um, before we dig into the specifics that we chose. So um,
2: humor and comedy, could you define both of those? You ra- said humor and
0: raillery. comedy,
2: like they were two different things. Well,
0: humor is uh, no, I don't know, funny. I, why? What? Wow, <laughs> putting me on the spot here.
1: It's nice. redundant we were in AP English Joe
0: yeah okay Star Trek with humor and I'm gonna love stop there you.
1: Love you. with humor full stop
0: yeah love you too
1: so
2: okay
0: uh Star Trek's got a long history with with comedy. I'd say back in the in the '60s, the early TOS age, the age they were like they were campy for sure, but they had some outright humor episodes. With specifically like the Trouble with Tribbles, I'd say, is a is a strong example of that. Um, and then even maybe I'd give an example like a piece of the action, the one where they go to the gangster planet. Um, the animated series, which we just recently celebrated the 50th anniversary of, also dabbled in like. Uh, specifically humorous episodes not just camp but like actually inserting jokes and trying to have a humorous premise premise um specifically one uh that i would i would call to mind is is an episode called the practical joker when the computer gains sentience and starts just playing jokes on the crew Hmm. so that's kind of a fun one it's the one with the famous image with the the kirk is a jerk on the back of his his shirt you ever seen that (laughs) yeah so yeah god his ass (laughs) um (laughs) Then in the later in the in the 90s series in the 2000s, we do have like more intentional episodes, especially since they have the 26 episode seasons, uh, specific episodes related to humor, a lot of Q episodes, a lot of data episodes, holodeck episodes. Um,
2: well, in data exploring data,
0: exploring humanity and like what that looks like. Yeah. Data exploring comedy is a specific episode, too. Um, I would say I. Uh, we have specifically a, a weird comedy trope. That's something that I think recurs a lot in star Trek is that like freaky Friday body swap concept, which I think is kind of funny. We, uh, we actually have it like, uh, body and soul is an episode of Voyager that like the doctor and have it body for a while. We have uh mind walk, which is an episode of prodigy when Dal and Janeway switch bodies. Then we have the strange new worlds episode where, um, uh, uh, Spock into Pring switch body, so we have like a lot of attempts at humor that come out differently. Um, and I'd say like Strange New Worlds on the whole is actually kind of attempting to do uh, generally more comedy with like some kind of out there concepts, like the musical episode, the crossover with Lower Decks. And then at that when with that, I'd just be remiss if I didn't even mention Star Trek Lower Decks, which is like the full fledged like comedy series that Star Trek has created. Um, we didn't pick a specific Lower Decks episode for this because. I don't know. I find it hard to choose because I think they're all very funny. But uh, I thought before we dug into um, the episodes that we chose for this, I thought I'd just like um, I kind of want to ask you, colleague, because I think that Lower Decks you said is is your favorite Trek, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it, yeah. <laughs> even now, just assessing the rankings, Lower Decks is probably like just consistently my favorite thing to go to in the Trek world.
0: Yeah, you thought about it for a second. What's what's next up there?
1: Strange New Worlds is okay. really like it came out the gate strong with the first season. I'm about halfway through the second season and really just loving it. Like the cast chemistry is strong, and I'm I'm. We'll get into it like with like when we're talking about all these episodes, but like I'm really just understanding like this like the deep legacy that Star Trek has and like the reverence that like people have for it in terms of like just creators. Um, has like made it so in the way that star Wars hasn't been able to capitalize on like the new era of Trek is just like so amazing on so many different fronts. And it's just like, they're just so good to look at. And then like you see like names like Brian Fuller that have been there since like the next generation days and stuff. And then he went on to be like a showrunner for Hannibal, which was like beautifully rendered uh like crime scenes and stuff like that. And then you go, Oh, that's why the new Trek just looks amazing is because like they've got like geniuses like Fuller there to like guide the old and new. And yeah, I just um Strange New Worlds is like the best example of that so far where it's like I just every time I'm watching it, I just kind of like get distracted by how beautifully shot it all is on like practical sets and the lighting and the color. And it just it feels like such an earnest evolution of everything that came before it.
0: It's a great Well said Khalid. Um, in terms of lower decks, I think, uh, just at least from my perspective and and Nikki and we've talked about this before, like it, it just balances this, like balances the, like the really goofy kind of humor. Um, sometimes just really zany bonkers ideas with like this, the strong sense of heart that's really refreshing. Um, I, uh, I know like Mike McMahon was involved in like Solar Opposites is another show, which I Mm -hmm. thought was funny, but I struggled a little bit to get into into it. It's definitely just like another kind of like a little more mean spirited, like Rick and Morty-esque. But this like, we've talked about this term before, like the sweet weird kind of Mm -hmm. thing where it's like weird but it's also very sweet and wholesome. And I just like, I, that's, that's like very Star Trekky to me. And I, I really appreciate that about Lower Decks. Like you really grow to love these characters and you want them to succeed. You see these like silly scenarios and you just see like, you it's just like, ah, you know, like it makes you feel nice to watch through it. Um,
2: and also I think that they've had the ability to, with such a long and storied and rich franchise history, to be able to look back on some, you know, of the tropes that Trek has used or just some of the things that are unique about it and point poking fun in a, in that nice way, but not in a mean way where we're like, we can joke, you know, kind of like a a joking self deprecating way, not even really self deprecation, but just, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, we can joke about, I mean, kind of like, so every, almost every year, uh, Joe and I, uh, go every Christmas season, holiday season at the end of the year. Um, we have, had the pleasure of going to um, a holiday par- or a Klingon parody of like a classic holiday story. So in the past it was a Klingon Christmas carol. Um, but in the past, well, I want to say a couple years. So we went this year and then I think the last time we went was 2019 because of the whole pandemic thing, but it was, it's an honorable life. So anyway, that
0: it's a stage production. Yeah. St-
2: yes. Sorry. I didn't clarify that but anyway that's been fun to go to and I feel like you know what that's part of that experience too where is like poking fun like the the whole Klingon bit and the the this year's about the, the forehead the forehead um,
0: how the forehead's changed how yeah. the forehead's <laughs> changed
2: so you know and so we can look I feel like it's also like testament to how uh, I mean I don't want to compare Star Trek and Star Wars we love Star Wars also but I mean I think the way that Star Trek has been able to poke fun at itself in this loving way is yeah. also a part of its um how it approaches comedy and i think it's successful.
0: Yeah, what do you
1: Especially think? She's Cali- a fan. Um no, i mean, i don't have much to add beyond what you guys said. all great points that i agree with. i think that like um you brought up the Rick and Morty comparison of like, yeah, there's a lot of like, especially in this landscape of comedy, there's a lot of like high concept sci-fi comedy in part because of what like Rick and Morty inspired. And I think Lordex wisely uh, leans into like the earnest sincerity that Star Trek uh, really pulls off. You know, um, Star Trek was never about being the cool guy in the room. It's almost always like, here's how a nerd <laughs> would solve a problem in the nicest way possible. That's kind of what Star Trek is to me, where it's just like, like even in the, like these episodes we're going to talk about, like, there's just like a very like dorky earnestness to all of it. <laughs> that
2: Dorky earnestness, I love that.
1: that yeah, that like it even... Even now with like all the polished like cameras and angles and stuff like that, there's still just like this like we have to think our way out of this problem kind of uh, like gusto that Star Wars has never really been about and Star Trek has always been about. So when you're talking about making like a comedy, it should be an earnest dorky comedy in the same way that it's an earnest dorky action adventure show.
0: Yes. Yes. I like that. Great points. So with that being said, we Nikki and I kind of pared down some of our favorite examples of like comedy or some of the more striking examples of comedy in Star Trek over the past several years. We didn't we didn't go into TOS or the animated series, which kind of like mentioned some of those. Um, We also didn't include uh, the Voyage Home, the fourth movie, which would be, I think, one that would also fit as a comedy piece. Um, but we just chose some episodes from the, the 90 series from a TNG of, uh, Deep Space Nine, a Voyager, and a couple examples from newer Star Trek that we'll get into, uh, down the way. But, uh, I was thinking we would go through them kind of chronologically, um, starting with, um, the next generation, we chose, uh, the episode Cupid from season four, which is episode 20, which came out in April of 1991, which is wild to think, um. I don't want to spend too much time on this one because we actually did an episode about this, about the Picard-Vash relationship over those two episodes. Mm -hmm. So if you're interested in more of that, uh, definitely go back and check check out our thoughts on that. But uh, I did want to... I I just felt like I'd be remiss if I didn't talk a little bit about this episode because this, for me, when I was a kid, was actually one of my favorite episodes. I loved it. And uh, I was also not going to miss the opportunity of making Khalid watch this. So, (laughs) Khalid... Again, Nikki, is, and my thoughts are on the on this unrecorded already. What did you think of this episode?
1: Oh man, what didn't I think? <laughs> a lot of things. I didn't think a lot of things. What I did think was um, crazy that the first fifteen minutes of this feels like a Frasier episode, <laughs> and I have no like I know for a fact I saw something about Robin Hood in the description before I clicked on this. And the episode feels like no urgency in getting to that in a like logical way. And then it just kind of doesn't like, (laughs) so I had like really no idea what to expect outside of they were going to eventually do like a Robin hood thing. And I like, I kept for the life of me trying to figure out like what about like this situationship of uh, Picard's that has arrived on the ship is going to have to do with Robin Hood right and they do a really good job of like just kind of like making it about their relationship and now I understand that she was actually in a couple episodes so like It's actually, like, because the whole time I was just, like, why is this chick, like, so bad that the captain isn't, like, going around telling people, like, he hooked up for a weekend? And now (laughs) it's, like, oh, there was, like, a whole episode about it, of course. And there's, like, like, stuff probably actually happened that it's weird that he didn't tell anybody about. But... In this episode, I just kept, like, thinking, like, okay, well, like, Cupid, I know Q. And so I was like, wait, is this going to be, like, a big twist where it turns out that, like, the girl isn't real and, like, Q made her and that's why, like, she hasn't been... But then it's like, why does she care if he brought her up or not then? (laughs) Um, Anyways, all of that went out the door as soon as Q got there. And uh, it turns out that the way that the episode is structured is that (laughs) he kidnap picard and his entire like crew and girlfriend uh and like put them in a like life or death robin hood scenario as a thank you (laughs) (laughs) that's the that's the way they get to the robin hood thing is like q is putting him in a life and death situation as a thank you um and then it ends like a fraser episode (laughs) Like that's the thing. Like it starts like a Frasier episode where it's like, "Oh, like Frasier's got a girlfriend, but for some reason he hasn't told any of his like coworkers or family or anything." And then it ends and it's like, "Frasier lost his date in a whimsical way to another guy that's just a lot cooler than him." And I'm just like, <laughs> "God, I love the 90s. I love 90s TV so much." Like <laughs> you just you don't get stuff like that anymore. And um, yeah, it was all worth it. If only to see Geordi LaForge and Worf in tights. <laughs> yes.
0: The Frasier comparisons are great.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I just kept thinking this is Frasier in space right now. <laughs> yeah,
0: That's so funny. There's actually like a, like a, like, a, I don't know if it's an SNL sketch or something where the cast of Frasier does a bit where they're all on the voyage, the Star Trek Voyager. Actually.
1: That seems like low hanging fruit. I don't doubt it.
0: Yeah. Somewhere out there. You could find it. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, home run. Yeah, it's just it's yeah, like it's such a weird, like high concept thing with such a silly premise. Like you point out, it's just it's just funny. Did you have any favorite like lines or bits?
1: Oh, man, I we watched so much stuff for in preparation for this that like it's kind of <laughs> jumbled. I should have written some lines down. I'm trying to think because like that was the first one I saw.
0: One of the classics um, from this one is when Worf is like, I am not a merry man.
1: Yeah. That was really good. I also really loved uh cause like they, they're all they're him and like the crew are basically just there for like comedic effect. Yeah. And so when uh he's just like smashes the little ukulele, <laughs> that's or again, I guess it's a mandolin. It's that's so funny. Um when she's just like when uh when the Bajoran girl, she's just like, huh, I guess or no, she's not Bajoran. Who's the girl that was like shooting the arrows? Oh, you think of Troy? Yeah, Troy. Yeah. Like she's just like, oh, I guess I should probably learn how to shoot arrows. <laughs> and she accidentally hits data. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. So Q kept him in Android. That's good. That's probably good. <laughs> uh yeah, I don't know. Like all the Robin Hood stuff was like also funny to me because it was just like I like that, like uh what's her name? Bash. She's just like very much like, I don't know what the hell Robin Hood is. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah whatever i'll i'll be your wife what is it, i don't die then like that is such a cool like twist on it it's like she keeps fucking up the story and like kind of throwing off uh q's whole like plot which was also a dumb plot like we're gonna act out robin hood is your plan <laughs> yes
0: yes yes great points <laughs> do, you, do you have any more thoughts on this one nikki
2: no, uh, I will say that our episode to which you are referring is episode three.
0: Oh, we did this one early on, didn't we?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I probably was like, we got to do this because I love this episode.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems
1: like a classic. It is.
0: It is a really fun one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you
1: can just tell the whole team had fun with this. Oh, I like that Riker is like just such a like <laughs> scuzzball. <laughs> hey. Hey you seem new you just get into the spaceship like he's very like just mac daddy mode asap and i'm just like (laughs) honestly i get it like the guy is like oozing sexuality i don't think he can help it (laughs) i think he's the only person with a starship like uniform that like has chest hair poking through
2: season is that again season four. Oh man it's like yeah. right in the middle in the thick
0: of the the really good stuff yeah yeah uh,
2: all
0: right well, let's move on to the next one so the next one that came out chronologically we're jumping forward several years is the deep space nine episode take me out to the hollow suite season seven episode four uh from october of 1998 um so essentially this one the story is that captain cisco and his crew are challenged to a game of baseball by a vulcan starfleet rival um, this was a, a script that was written by, uh, Ronald D Moore, who, uh, was a, all over Star Trek, but eventually went on to create the new, like Battlestar Galactica series. So he's kind of got a lot of sci-fi cred. So it's fun to see that he like wrote this one on his own. But, um, anyway, this was a, it was a hard one to choose a Deep Space Nine episode. Cause there are a couple really good humor ones. I mean, of course there's the Frangie ones, which are silly, but like the, they have a crossover episode with TOS They where they kind of like superimpose them into an old episode that's very funny. I do think we'll talk about that one sometime down the line as well, but uh we settled on this one. So uh Nikki, why don't we start with you? What did you think of this one?
2: I really like this episode. Um I kind of forgot until we'd rewatched it. Um but I think I like it's I forgot how late in the series it was. It's actually sort of a little bit of a break from all the dominion war stuff that's going on like that really big are kind of in like s- season six and seven particularly. And so it's, a, it is a nice reprieve if you're kind of going through all of the episodes. Um, and I also think it's just a, it's a good, like, everyone's having a good time. Like, you know, everybody gets to wear something besides their you know uniforms for most of it. Um, cast just gets to interact in different ways and they all get to like I don't know pretend to learn like baseball rules and like really specific things and all the silly words that like baseball terms and stuff like that um when they're what oh gosh I don't remember they're going through some of them in the beginning um uh, like Bashir and Kira and Ezri, and just that's some really good stuff too but also I think I like this one a lot too because of Cisco's kind of lesson that he has to kind of learn. I think that that's a nice balance with all of the humor is like some of the heart that comes through at the end there where he realizes he was kind of an asshole and um, kind of has to make it up to rum and the whole team really. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that it's a really good episode and uh, yeah, a good rewatch.
0: Agreed. How about you Khalid?
2: Where are you go, Joe?
0: Okay, well, uh, I will say that I really, I really love this episode. This has a lot of fun bits. Um, I got into as a as a Star Trek fan. I got into Deep Space Nine a lot later in my life. Like I didn't really watch it as much because it was more serialized. So like I was watching episodes on TV. I just like I was like I don't know what's going on. But uh, going through this like kind of like Nikki said, like it is just such an interesting like chapter within this is like this broader like really dark like war arc that deep space nine took on like it was able to like take on this like some really like heavy themes and um we've we've reflected on this before but like to have like this just break in this episode and, and i think in season seven there's another break where they have to like save the holodeck save vic sweet so like they have a couple little breaks like that where they're just like doing some fun goofy thing but it just feels like almost meaningful in a sense because like it's they don't get to get into it too much in this episode, but there's other parts in the series where they talk about like, ah, the crew's just seen so much shit. Like we've had so much loss constantly. We have so much trauma. Like we just need this one. We just need this break to like do something like something to focus our mind and something kind of like jovial and fun, like a little rivalry. And so like, 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 the way that that fits in, like it doesn't feel jarring. I feel like it feels like it works. And I appreciate that all the more. And it's, and it's, and it's very funny. Like it's just playing with those like silly ideas of like aliens having to learn this like old school, like American game, really like classic, you know, earth game and stuff and like being bad at it. And like the funny like bits and like wharf again, being kind of an (laughs) MVP with some great lines, like what uh, death to the opposition? yeah Or <laughs> my favorite, find him and kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh pretty hard at that one. Uh, like those are like those are great. Like those the, those like kind of things. I do have a really fun oh, fact.
2: Odo practicing his or Odo umpire- practicing umpire. how to be an umpire.
0: Yeah, like yeah. in his office. That was really fun. Like,
2: oh, okay. Yeah. He's very cute.
0: All those bits are great. Um. So fun fact. I did. I did read. Um. Max Max grodenchik who plays Rom the Frengi who. Um, if Khalid, you don't know Rama specifically, is the one that Cisco kicks off the team. Okay. Uh, he actually, in real life, the actor considered going pro uh, as a baseball player before wow, getting that's into ironic. acting. I didn't
2: know that. Uh,
0: he was so good at playing right-handed, he actually switched to left-handed in character so he would be bad. Wow.
1: I also considered going pro. Yep,
0: you're right. Yes, you understand. thought
2: <laughs> wow, you guys have something. To talk <laughs> about
1: yeah. I, any, just for the record, anyone can consider it.
0: That's true. That's a, that's a fair point. I, I could also consider that. I'm not going to, but I could consider it. You could. Yeah. All right, Khalid, what'd you think?
1: Uh, thanks for asking. Um, yeah, man, this episode ruled. It was so earnest and dorky, just like I was saying at the top of the show. Um <sighs> I think what I really loved about it, cause like I don't really have the context for it. Like I was like, this feels really weird as one of the last episodes of the series. <laughs> like I didn't know. I don't know if they knew it was the final season when they shot it or anything, but like I it's also just like the like the the bright side of having just like a bounty of episodes every season. Like you really get to just like you get to go as weird as you want. And so for this episode, it's like I know Cisco from other deep space 9 episodes we've watched and so it was really fun to see him in like what I call like belligerent sitcom dad mode which you know like you see <laughs> yeah. it on like the Simpsons or like Malcolm in the Middle where it's just like the whole episode's plot is just based around like the dad like being like belligerently into this thing that drags <laughs> the whole family into it Um and so it's funny to see like the captain of a starship do it, where it's just or like a a station, uh, whatever deep space nine would be categorized as, um, but it's just like so funny that like it's just he's like the mayor of that space station, and (laughs) he's just like really obsessed with like this like no stakes uh baseball game. Like I don't it's I don't think it's ever clear what's on the line besides his pride and. (laughs) <laughs> There's just something so, like, it, it reminds me of, like, my favorite Danny McBride character the way he's just, like, everybody's just, like, he's, like, yeah. The thing is, this isn't the first time I lost to him. One time we wrestled. <laughs> it's just, like, what? We wrestled a Vulcan? They're three times stronger than the hu- average human. And faster, too. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he treats it like it's, like, it's, like, white whale, and everybody else is just, like, why would you – like there's so many things you could challenge a Vulcan in and like maybe win. You pick like the things you'll definitely lose at. Um, and then like for him to like double or nothing in at baseball, like a sport that most humans don't give a shit about, let alone like a space station full of like the galaxy's most like brilliant minds. Um, it's just it's 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 earnest how they do it. And and it's, it's a really great, like, tightrope trick that they pull off with this episode that, like, you're sitting there going, like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen, and I love all of it. The Rudy moment that that Ferengi gets with, like, the bunt and everything, mm-hmm. the fact the fact that they lost, but they all cheered and, like like, they won anyway, <laughs> and that's what pisses off the Vulcan, like... <laughs> that's so funny he's like no what you you lost what do you mean you get the moral victory like that's uh-huh. that is such a relatable feeling like it's got to be like how like uh su- uh sunny or not was it was it um apollo creed feels at the end of rocky yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah why is everybody standing i won <laughs> like uh-huh. it's that feeling for sure so uh, I could go on and on. Worf is hilarious here too, um, and uh, the backflip when she catches that ball that's about to be a home run. She does a backflip off that like yeah, LP, yeah,
0: Esri yeah. right, Ezri, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah,
1: so lot, lots, lots going on in that episode. Very few parts of it made sense, but it all worked. It
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, agreed. Great points. Great points all around. I love that. The comparison to the sitcom dad trope. That is a really great yeah, uh, way, to, about it like way that, to put this one. Yeah, way to frame it. <laughs> I mean, You
2: brought up
0: the, um, not the Rudy
2: comparison, the Rocky comparison.
0: Yeah, we talked about that too. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the, the losing but winning in spirit in a sense.
1: And the fact that that would absolutely piss a Vulcan off. That's just like... Yes. Really good, like use of like the world, like it's an illogical thing, and it's like one of the most annoying human things we do. Where like we can somehow <laughs> we can somehow say that a person lost but won. Like that pisses me off when it happens, but it's like I get it too.
0: <laughs> yeah, we have to mention the team names too: the Niners versus the logici- Logicians. <laughs> logicians.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was dumb, but I loved it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> which which jersey of the two would you buy?
1: Uh, the logicians, because the Niners just sounds like a real team.
0: Right. It totally does. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, I, would, I, I would just like have to keep explaining that I don't care about San Francisco to people. <laughs> yeah. <right.
0: laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think you can buy both of them for sure.
1: I mean, I probably won't buy either, but...
0: Well just you wait. Look in the mail tomorrow. Oh shit. I got you niner, sorry.
1: Hell yeah. <laughs> you <Go>. would. Yeah. <laughs> Go Bay Area. Um <laughs> well, what do we got next? The Voyager episode?
0: Yep. So next we'll move on to the Voyager episode. So Star Trek Voyager, uh Bride of Chaotica, season five, episode twelve. This one came out the, the following year in gen- an exclamation January. January the point
2: of at the end of the title, so I'd like 99. you to
0: try that. Bride of Chaotica. <laughs> so yeah. 99 anyway so uh the story of this one um essentially is chaos erupts when aliens from the fifth dimension uh which is what they refer to him as in this but it's it's a like a photonic pocket dimension uh, inter, inter, uh interpret lieutenant paris's captain proton holographic novel as reality so uh this was a wild one i um nikki do you want to start us off on this or Do you want me to go first
2: um, how about you go first on this one?
0: So this is a very memorable one for me. I think um, as our other podcast, Frankenstein podcast will will attest to, uh, I love like kind of like campy B movie stuff. And this is like, do you? I do. I do. Fun fact about me. This is like a like an homage to like that old like sci fi campy serial like Flash Gordon esque stuff that's ridiculous but it's also just like really fun in that charming way kind of like that darky dorky charmingness like like you're talking about khalid um so this was an episode that i think like i mean like i all of these episodes kind of like really had that on full display here but this one like with the like the production value that they kind of put into it like the black and white recording the like the sets that they built for this like specific very specific like rocket ship or like layer Uh, fortress thing they like kind of elaborate sets they made the costume pieces they were put put together like they really went all out with like making this something fun and like the music composition like, like i have a thing um the music in this was written by david bell and he like specifically was trying to mimic the style of those 1940s serials so like that's really fun and like there are some fun recurring bits like uh one of the ones in the opening was when like uh Ensign Kim says something that the planet they're on looks familiar. And Tom Paris says that uh sets are expensive. They reused it. (laughs) And it's like a totally a joke about Star Trek too, because they always use those like cave Mm -hmm. sets over and over again that like even lower decks pointed out this season. Like that's a really fun bit. Um the just the very concept that the photonic aliens don't believe that the cast or the main characters are real because like you don't register on our instruments is like kind of a Interesting role reversal of like how Starfleet usually usually encounters like a weird alien that doesn't register and has to be like no 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 like trust us we're Starfleet but in the you know in this case it was like no you're not real like ah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like that was that was fun um, so and, and then like like you pointed out Kelly this one is, was was a Brian Fuller episode mm-hmm. yeah so that was kind of a fun like to fun to refer to that so yeah what about you Nikki
2: um, I think one of the standout things in this episode obviously but that you didn't mention was janeway's um performance as chaotica yeah. um the whole
0: bride of chaotica
2: oh yeah bride of chaotica she's
0: arachnea, um, right
2: Arachnea. Yeah. yes he's chaotica i think i get confused because i'm like why does he have like a an a, you know kind of an yeah, like a, name like a generally Latin
1: rules yeah
2: in yeah implies feminine but anyway He's Chaotica, she's Arachnia. Yes, because she's got the, she's the spider queen, um, queen of the spiders. I guess. Anyway, the whole like scene where they set up Janeway, where it like she has to play, um, Arachnia, like in the in the um central what like the ready room, not the ready room, but um, whatever the boardroom scene. And I told Joe, I was like, it almost like watching it now. This time, I'm like, it almost felt like they had all set her up for it. Like not just like Paris where they were like, Oh, yep. You're the only one. And like, it kind of goes around the table to a few of them. And they're like, yep, it's only you. And (laughs) it was just very funny. I mean, she, she accepts it, you know, and like she kicks ass, but, um, anyway, yeah. Like like that's, go ahead.
0: Well, like just Kate Mulgrew in general, just like, yeah. Chewing scenery, having a blast.
2: Yeah. um, Also, uh, but honorable mention to the doctor who, I mean, if you if you watch enough of Voyager, of course, like you'll know how much he relishes the ability to perform and and um, kind of fall into like another uh, character. And so him taking on the role of president of Earth so earnestly is also a great bit. And being so proud of his performance too. Yeah, <laughs> like, he points it out. So a few times.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, and the robot. The, well, the
0: robot. Yeah.
2: The robot, and like once they revive the robot, and how like uh, uh, Harry and Tom like bring him back to have them have him, it. I guess help, and just how like he's helpful, but also like annoyingly and clunky, and I don't know. That was a great bit too.
0: Totally. It's, totally.
2: It's a lot of fun. And just how, like, the appearance of the aliens, too, is like, I don't know, like, these, like, 50s gangsters, kind of.
1: Yeah.
2: Right? like it was, <laughs> so That makes, like, no sense.
0: <laughs> like, in a suit, yeah.
2: Yeah, because, like, they're what, right? Like, the whole idea was that they have sort of been observing Harry and Tom on the holodeck, you know, playing out uh, Captain Proton episodes, and then they kind of get interjected or, co- I don't know, but, like, their choice of costume or is it their uniform? Like it's not really clear. It's just doesn't really match the scenery or the set, you know? And so it's like, why did they choose that? Or is that, I don't know. It was, it was funny to me.
0: Yeah. It's, it's very silly. What about you Khalid?
2: Uh, thank you. Uh, so Nikki's
1: kind of touched on it just there. Um, I, I wouldn't say this is like my least, like I like this is the worst of them or something like that but I probably also like got the least enjoyment out of this episode uh for the stuff that we watched for this episode of the podcast um for me I think it comes down to I Voyagers like the one I have the least familiarity with like I've watched a few deep space 9 I've watched a lot of the original series now I've watched all of the newer uh episodes uh and yeah. I don't know. Like I, it's for one reason or another, I just haven't really like dived into the Voyager uh, section of the Star Trek pool just yet. And so watching this, it was just like a lot of characters that like, I was just like, like since I'm watching just the one episode, I was like, are they usually in this episode? Is this a guy? <laughs> and then it's like, they're in like this scenario where like some, some of them are guys and then others are just not. And you just kind of, you just kind of go with it. Um, but even with that aside, like I think that like the what what you were talking about, Nikki, about like not not all of it being entirely clear. Like, why are they like dressed like fifties gangsters when <laughs> the other guys are just like like a proto Han Solo and. <laughs> and you know like they seem like like it just it's never really established with anybody else wearing suits um that's one of the things that's confusing about it the other thing is like the concept's kind of fun but it's a little up its own ass when you're talking (laughs) about like uh their uh fifth dimension light-based forms and so they can only see the holodeck like what are the rules there
2: (laughs) and then it's yeah. You, sorry, I wasn't sure if, like, if you haven't... Is this your first Voyager episode?
1: Uh, I mean, I might have seen some other ones in passing. Joe would Uh-oh. know better than I would.
2: The <laughs> yeah, the Doctor's a hologram. I think that was probably fairly clear from the episode, but that was why, like, he was, like, the representative. It's because he's also, like, a photonic being, so to speak, because he's...
1: Who's a hologram? A- the Doctor. What Doctor? Wait, which which one?
0: The Doctor on Voyager, so uh, the one who pre- who played the president of Earth. Oh, yeah. So that like, character. Why he's, could
1: the Why could the creature see non-photonic creatures?
0: They could see them, but they they thought that they weren't real.
2: Like they thought they were like TV or like fake yeah. characters.
1: It's That's not- kind of but- cool, but it was just like really heady. And then like sure, sure. <laughs> I just be, like the contact. Yeah, but then like this idea that like the fo like the blasts from the holodeck hurt them or something, but then they could also hurt. It was just like. I don't know. It felt like just that concept needed a lot more time to breathe than any one episode could give it. And so it's just like, and you know, I mean, I'm a rube when it comes to all of this. So I just kind of took it, went with it. I I didn't let it like like, bar me from enjoying the whole episode, but it was also just kind of this thing of like, all right, they're light monsters and it's because the holodeck operates with lights. That's where like, they're basically just like ghosts and you're in a ghost world. So cool. Um, But yeah, outside of that, I really love Kate Mulgrew as the Spider Queen. Um, She's got just like really like star striking features and uh they remind me of like the old hollywood starlet so like seeing her in like a traditional like black and white like uh pulpy kind of like role was just like a fun treat um if you've seen orange is a new black she really like plays like a campy melodramatic theatrical character on there as well with like an accent and so like i just think that um if anything this made me want to like maybe go in and watch a few Voyager episodes cuz I I I'm a fan of Kate Mulgrew and I feel oh, like yeah. she probably gets gets a lot of like opportunities like this episode to just showcase like her range but um yeah um not my favorite of the bunch but not bad either very fun I love the Doctor Who imagery of it all but like God. it's earnestly dorky like you were saying but like Part of it is also like it's not the earnest jerkiness that like I like about Star Trek. It felt like it was just like too faithful to something that it's not.
0: <laughs> That's a fair point. I think that one of the criticisms that sometimes people will like push our uh, level at like Voyager specifically is they take like ideas that like kind of like the earlier series had been doing like a holodeck themed episode or like the Borg or something and really just kind of like we're going to do that like a bunch more. And so they kind of like keep having to try to reinvent the wheel a little bit. Like how could we do another holodeck story? How could we do another Borg story? Another one of these. So they kind of like, I thought one of the things about Voyager, like a lot of people love it and we love it of course, but I find that it has some really high highs and also some really low lows at at times. So like, it's a really uneven series a little bit altogether. Um, And I think that what you're saying is really interesting because it's kind of evident that I think that both of those elements could be, you could say are, are happening in this episode. Um I think it's really fun like knowing the characters and knowing the like the story. Like I really like we have a lot of fun with it. And it's just like I, I like I picked this one because I think it's one of the higher concept ones that they tried to do like to try to like do something and like visually different. And I think it's really fun and there are some like good humor bits of course. But yeah, I definitely see your points. Thank you for seeing my points. You're welcome. You you are seen
1: <laughs> my <laughs> points thank you too.
0: Yes. Um <laughs> Anywho, yeah, we, uh, we didn't, oh, there's p-
2: some good Tuvok moments in this. I was just remembering real quick.
0: Oh yeah. Friend of the podcast, Tim Russ. Yeah. Who's been on the show.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. T- Yo, what the hell was up with his wig? That thing <laughs> looked like it was made of felt. That was yeah. nuts. It was that lining was, <laughs> it was just a <laughs> rainbow arc around his face. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah i will say i think the hairline actually changes over time doesn't it i think it, does. I think it actually does <laughs> yeah,
1: they did they did my man dirty
0: yeah <laughs> but you're right he did have some good lines yeah in the, when he's in the holodeck but shall we uh push forward to the modern era
2: quote-unquote modern
0: quote-unquote new track i don't know if people say that whatever but uh We talked a little, we already talked about lower decks. We talked a little bit about Strange New Worlds. I think like Star Trek Picard and Star Trek Discovery are a lot more heavier. We have humor, humorous moments, but I don't know if I would say there's really like a humor, like episodes of those per se. Maybe a couple here and there. Discovery, the one that I can kind of point to, might have been like the season one episode, like Magic to Make the Sanest Man Go Mad, the one, uh, the Time Loop episode, was kind of a more higher concept, like somewhat played with comedy. Um, But it was a nice break in that season 1 which was i'd say pretty heavy um true seasons 3 and 4 have since like lightened up but i'd still say like the drama tends to be more of the focus in those th- that series like and as well with picard uh but we decided to to key in on the short, short treks, which came out several years ago, like when Discovery was in its earlier seasons, there was five, uh, 10, not five, ten mm-hmm. short trek episodes that came out. that were like short films, kind of some kind of concept episodes where some of these were actually like, let's play around with Anson Mount and his crew before they had greenlit Strange New Worlds, um, which is kind of the one we're going to see here. And there was even a short trek episode that was a prequel to before Picard even came out that was kind of setting some of those stories up. Uh, I wish that they would actually come back out with the short treks. I'd like to see more like short, like 15, 20 minute episodes, like Mm -hmm. different concepts and stuff like addressing different parts of the world. I think it'd be a good opportunity to bring like older cast members back for short things too. But uh, the one that we're going to focus on a is fun
2: sandbox, as you like to say, it's
0: a fun sandbox thing where you.
2: they can just explore different things without having to make a whole series out of it or
0: exactly. Yeah. Just like, out like a bunch of stuff, but... take the pieces out, put them right back in kind of thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but we've, we, we, uh, we picked the one uh, from 2019, the trouble with Edward, which is the, probably the most overtly, uh, humorous one that's actually like specifically trying to be a comedy episode. Um, and in this episode we meet captain Lynn Lucero, who's transferring from Pike's enterprise to take command of the USS Cabot. I think they said it was uh, her enthusiasm is then tempered when she meets Edward Larkin uh, played by H. John Benjamin, a scientist who believes he has found a revolutionary new use for the Tribbles. So Nikki, I wanted to bring you in right away because really? you
2: I was gonna go last. You wanna you go wanna... last?
0: All right, fine. Because you you okay. right away after we watch this, you're like, I have a whole new read on this watching this the second time.
2: Yeah, so I'd rather I don't wanna like get into that. Uh I don't know. I'd like to hear Clee. I know Kleed just like did his thoughts on um Bride we... of Chaotica, but okay, clay do you wanna start? I think you should start again here.
1: Yeah. Um, this is my first ever short trick. Uh I liked it a lot. I agree that like Star Trek is like such a great malleable like thing at this point. And there's so many different like nooks and crannies to explore that something like short treks is just a no brainer. And this episode did a lot in convincing me of that. Um, I really love uh, uh, H. John Benjamin who we'll talk about a lot, I'm sure. But like, I also want to give a shout out to the other uh, lead of this uh, Rosa Salazar. Um, She was in Alita: Battle Angel. Oh yeah, yeah. So she was Alita, but like that was the thing is like I knew her as like an animated uh, like actress. You know, that was the big thing that she was doing was like entering like the uh, VFX space, and then she also did this uh, Amazon Prime show Undone that is like I that was uh, I recommended it on our podcast actually way back when Joe. But she is just a very talented actor and she is I, – I i feel like she's one of those actresses that's like very future thinking of like what can I do with my performance in a digital space. But it was really cool to just see her straight up act in this too. And I think she did a really good job with the challenging role. Um, the concept was super fun. I know Tribbles, of course, but I had forgotten what the trouble with Tribbles was. And mm-hmm. so to see it kind of remixed here and like this kind of like – gross like slovenly like asshole character using them was just like a funny uh alternative and then this actually did have like a little bit of a rick and morty bent to it where like the sci-fi gets out of control and it takes like the an inevitably dark turn um but still it's funny because it took that turn so um yeah not a lot to say about it outside of like i just really enjoyed it from beginning to end and it was just like super funny
0: yeah agreed i think uh i think i was surprised because we were watching short treks when they were first coming out like when this like watching this one i was like whoa this is like a very surprising like change of tone like this is this is very much the first stepping stone we see to i think which we'll get into later the very short treks like that kind of stuff like that's the first time treks like playing with that like slightly darker a little bit more mean-spirited almost humor i might say um it's I mean, like it ends with her saying he's an idiot, right? <laughs> like it's not <laughs> not as much of a nicer as the like some of the nicer like plots that we see. Um, but that being said, like I really enjoyed. I was really excited to see H. John Benjamin like step into Star Trek as well. Um, like you said, Rosa Salazar rocked it. Um, it was a, it was like a fun like I think it's really fun to see like characters that aren't the main characters in the main shows. Like that was really cool, like we see Anson out for a few moments, but then like it's focusing on a whole different ship, whole different crew. Like I like that concept. And I think that's a way, one way that short treks could certainly flourish. Um, there was a lot of interesting, fun bits, uh, a lot of great, like just like timing of the humor of the jokes and stuff. Like, the one that comes to mind is when Edward is just like standing by the replicator and he's like, Oh, new boss, new boss, huh? Barf.
1: <laughs> 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 they just hold on that shot for so long.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that's the timing was so funny. And like when the guy, like nobody likes her. Right. I think people like her. And the guy walks away and Like <laughs> a beat later. He's like, no, they don't. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man! Uh, yeah, you you brought up a good point. I'm trying to remember real quick. It was, um, I think, what I like about it, like the dark turn of it thing, is still that it's true to Star Trek, where it's kind of just like this idea of like you know one of the main jokes about it is like how do all of these like supposed geniuses like get into issues and stuff like that and it's like oh right for like star trek as a series to work you have to be a baseline genius because otherwise like if you're just kind of a dipshit it's like problems mm. like this guy every day you know <laughs> yeah you did bring that up
2: in the, the first episode you guessed it on about how everybody in starfleet is genius material
1: yeah and it's just like a it's that's what's really refreshing about it you know like you watch like comedies or you watch like horror movies where it's like by default a lot of the characters kind of just have to be idiots for like the story to work and so like to watch a show where everybody has to be like baseline a genius because it's like the most specific and unique problem is going to hit you this week and we have you have no idea what it's going to be yet but like it's probably going to help to just like be like a physics expert and a medicine expert and all these things.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You want to go into your thoughts, Nikki?
2: Well, I think watching it this time around, it was more striking to me, like the dynamic between like new boss who happens to be a woman and the disgruntled employee who thinks he's a mad genius, um, kind of butting heads, like the whole I don't know. It was interesting. I mean, like you're saying, it's kind of a little bit more than mean spirited humor. Like overall, like I mean, it's hard not to like enjoy sort of like the triple jokes, and um, um, H. John Benjamin does like a great job playing the role. But like the whole um, when she's she has that first discussion in her office with him about like you know talking shit behind her back, and and then like she's like you're dismissed, and then he keeps trying to like continue the conversation. I got sort of some flashbacks of like i don't know like it reminding me of just sort of how like you can't shut up donald trump sometimes mm. or most of the time you know where it's just like word vomit and it's just like you know the kind of like that egotistical like male thing where you know alpha male thing where it's like i have to have the last word kind of thing and i don't know so that was uh, I, I think i was grimacing a little bit more than i was laughing the second time around just because of some of that but i mean like i love the whole bit about new boss barf. I mean, that's, that's funny, you know, cause we can all kind of relate to that. But I think, I don't know, for me, maybe it's just like the dynamic of, you know, the fact that it was, you know, new, new, like I said, boss, who's a, you know, a female captain and, you know, it's her, we know it's her first time too. So it's not like even she's been a captain for a long time. Like she's just kind of stepping into captain's shoes and, um, and he's just being this, this prick about it.
1: He's being a prick about a weird thing, though. Like that. Like let's not ignore that either. Like the thing he like is losing his mind about is that he's not allowed to turn like tribbles into a never ending food source.
2: Yeah, yeah, right (laughs) now everyone is rightly disturbed. Like only one. Everyone's like, "What? What is wrong with you?"
1: Don't worry, it's ethical. He took away its like cognitive thinking skills. Oh my god! I mean, like that is
2: that that is a funny piece, though, where he's like yeah like i've they're not
1: sentient yeah. yeah it's like what if like a cow has no brain then it's a win-win right like that's yeah. the logic and it's like no you just made this so much sadder <laughs> yeah yeah and it's like all for what like these like little patties
0: <laughs> or the reveal when they find out that he put his dna into uh, it
1: yeah that oh, was- and he wouldn't clarify what he meant by that yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, oh my god <laughs>
1: <yeah>. upsetting <laughs>
0: I like I love the other guy who's like gives him like a like a look, like a face. He's like, Oh, like your DNA would have been better, Noel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh the my 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 most unsettling line in this was uh they're born pregnant. Uh, that right. was a horrifying <laughs> sentence I didn't know. I don't want to ever hear again.
2: So you watch they're the kind of like bacteria and that they
1: just Oh yeah, they just yeah they just,
2: just they split and double.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that sounds better than they're We're born siblings.
2: pregnant.
0: <laughs> they're born pregnant. With flavor,
1: with flavor. Watch that part, Flamin' Ranch. Yeah, I saw it. (laughs) (laughs) That That, was that was so weird.
0: That last bit, the serial (laughs) commercial end credits, like (laughs) that felt like something like Dan Harmon would have come up with in Community. You know, like uh, the like uh, ending credit bits in Community or something. That was really fun.
1: Yeah,
2: I actually feel like that leads really well into very short tricks. Honestly, that sort of seems that sort of seems to. Head i direction. think that
0: does i mean I, I like i said like this was definitely you don't need to
2: come up with a segue joe i
0: don't it's like a, it a <laughs> <sentence> like <that. laughs> yeah so that brings us to the very very the very short treks which were just released uh in 2023 this past year at this point um which was they were meant to be a celebration of the 50th anniversary of the animated series kind of a celebration of animation in star trek and really just like an opportunity to do kind of something weird, non-canon, get some old actors back into it, just do something silly, uh, in the old style of the animated series. So like one of the standouts of it is just like that old school animation is really, really fun to see. Um, and, but we get five short, um, short little mini episodes that range from like, I think two, some minutes to about almost five minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, they are. Uh, I'll just read the names of them. There's Skin a Cat. There's Holiday Party. Worst Contact. Holograms all the way down. And Walk Don't Run. All featuring like a variety of uh, actors from Trek Canon, new and old, which is a uh, which was really fun. But uh, it was spearheaded by uh, Casper Kelly, who um, comes from kind of an Adult Swim background. He was the the guy behind the Too Many Cooks segment, which I think we all we all know, right? Yeah yeah
2: yeah. if you don't know then i mean at your own risk go check it out
0: yeah you actually honestly nikki was the one who showed that to me back when that first came out i had yeah. no clue like I'm you cool. just came home and were like check this out i was like what the hell <laughs> <laughs> but it's great it's great
2: sometimes it's great. i'm the weird one in the relationship
0: yeah so this is just like this the very short treks are um I know that they rubbed a lot of people the wrong way Oh yeah, because I think
2: they're
0: not they're not canon and they they really take out (laughs) some of that I think they take away like some of like the like the oh the Star Trek spirit that some people sometimes will talk about but I think like what's special about it is it's, it's just like it is this opportunity to to play in that other sandbox of like just doing something really weird and out there um that may or may not work but like they tried it, and I think that in itself is kind of commendable. I think we talked a little bit about this on one episode, we just in one of our trek checks. But oh, yeah, yeah. I think that, I recall, like, mm-hmm. that's kind of how I feel about it. And we'll get into it a little bit deeper. But uh, I'll like kick it off to uh, either one of you. Want to talk about them?
2: Well, do we want to give a quick short, like the maybe like from the Wikipedia page about the quick little synopsis of each one, or?
0: Well, sure, I could just I'll I'll just like briefly talk a little bit about each one. So we had Skin a Cat, which was uh, written by Casper Kelly himself. That's just the one of like the escalating like figures, turns of Turns of phrases on the bridge with and it has Pete Holmes in it and Ethan Peck, which is really Pete Holmes as the captain was an interesting choice. Um, that was kind of fun. Holiday party is the one where Spock's trying to do a demonstration, a blooper, uh, reel. A, bloop, a blooper reel, uh, and misunderstanding the concept of what, what basically humor is, which is <laughs> a really like meta fitting funniness to this whole episode that we're doing here. Um, then we have worse contact which which, uh, with Riker and Dr. Crusher beam down to do first contact with a planet that is just, uh, over overwhelmingly gross, uh,
2: <laughs> o-
0: o- repeatedly demonstrates that. Um, through various means. Uh, Holograms All the Way Down is definitely a riff, uh, if anyone's not aware, on the Star Trek Enterprise finale, which, uh, Khalid, do you know the reference to this?
1: Uh, You know I don't.
0: So, so in, in, in the finale of Star Trek Enterprise, spoilers for like a twenty-plus year old old show, uh, the finale is. It's
2: better if you know what's coming. It
0: jumps forward in time from where the the last episode of that series had been, and it's framed as if the whole thing are a holodeck is a holodeck that. Riker and troy are watching so they get jonathan frakes and marina Sirtis to come back and they basically just like step in and they're like oh so this is what archer did at that time and so
1: <laughs> everyone else like
0: feels like a slap in the face to the cast and the crew and it's just like it just frames it as this like really small side next generation story where they're just watching the finale on the holodeck
2: that's a whole different so
0: it's, Wait, it's the
1: implication a- that they were on camera the whole time
0: I don't know. It's just for that episode. They're just saying like, let's go back and see what Archer did. It, it's the, holodeck, yeah.
2: the, the idea is that um, Troy and Riker are watching sort of a historical reenactment on the holodeck.
0: Yeah. Of what happened at that in that. Series basically, so sure. there's there's been bits and references to it in Lower Decks that which is funny. The, the, the Star Trek is very well aware it was a it was a, a bit of a floundering effort and has made fun of it many times since. And this is a reference to that, the idea of like something happening and just saying computer and program, and it's just like okay, that wasn't real or we're, we're watching it from a different perspective. And so that was the holograms all the way down. Um, that one was written by Aaron J. Waltke, who uh, was one of the, the leads in creating Star Trek Prodigy. So it was kind of fun to see his. Uh, I forgot to mention Casper Kelly also wrote Worst Contact uh, Holiday Party was done by Claire Friedman. Uh, the final one, Walk Don't Run, is kind of framed as like a, almost like a documentary almost where Tendy from Lower Decks is talking about the history of animation and uh, has another Turner of phrase uh, mishap with, uh, with Scotty. But uh, they decide to fix it by having a song together with uh, with Riker and Sulu, so we get uh, some George Takei action in there too. So uh, and then it becomes just a a, a song, which um, <laughs> yeah, which was wild. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so those are the five episodes. Do you uh well, let's say, do you guys have a favorite? How about that?
2: Yeah, so I was thinking about this as we were watching these. Um, I feel like my two favorites are. Um, Skin a Cat and Holograms all the way down. Um, I think easily my least favorite is Worst Contact. Uh, <laughs> and then, I don't know, Holiday Party and, the, and Walk Don't Run are kind of a tie for third, I guess. Or fourth? What I don't remember. Third? Anyway.
0: I don't know. at a tie, it's like all, five, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know.
2: That was just sort of a rough order I would kind of place them in. I don't know. I think I we watched Skin a Cat first. That was the first one of these we watched. I think it was also the first one released, but um, I just I don't know the the whole joke about the turn of phrase and like I mean I feel like once you get to like I'm an ass like I screwed up and then like <laughs> the the screw guy like show up like like the butthead like it's just I don't know that was weird yeah, the
1: idea that they like control water pressure too <laughs> yeah. like yeah. that really revitalizes the whole concept and like makes it a fun weird bit.
2: Yeah, I don't know. There was just I. Just the idea that you can't say anything with, yeah, I don't know. And then, <laughs> oh yeah, holograms all the way down. I think I just really enjoy the like. It's it's so brief, but you get like a, a glimpse at almost. I think every single series. I was asking you. We were going through it, like kind of like on our fingers, like okay, TOS, uh, Strange New Worlds, everybody, Prodigy, even. Prodigy gets a Deep Space Nine. And they all get a nod in that like hologram sort of uh, inception so anyway i think just think that's really fun but um anyway uh, khalid i'd be curious about your rankings or Um, overall thoughts or whatever
1: i would say my number one is gonna be holiday party uh (laughs) spock just like (laughs) completely missing the mark on what is like funny is like a very funny thing for me. I mean, you know, like I'm a big fan of like Abed as a character. I'm a big fan of like neurodivergent or like neurodivergent presenting characters, like trying to be funny. I think that when it's done well, like in this, um, you get like really funny, extended, prolonged moments. Like uh, basically like Spock just playing like what seems like their 9-11 and and, and like people like crying and like running out of the room and it's just like yeah If, if a blooper is all about like showcasing our mistakes that was probably one of the biggest right like just like a really funny concept that's played out um and so that's probably why that's my favorite and then i would give runner up to um I liked "skin a cat," but I really liked uh, the other turn of phrase. One, what's it called again? "Walk, uh, don't run," walk, or something. "Don't run." The
0: last one, yeah. Yeah,
1: uh, I like that one because it was less about the turn of phrase and more about the idea that, like, of like backhanded compliments, which is like really funny to me conceptually. Yeah. You know, it's just like that thing of like, oh yeah uh jackie robinson walked so that like mark mcgrath could could run and it's just like what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> like that is so backhanded and it's just like this idea of like yeah this like primitive freaking guy like thankfully he did that bs so i could do the cool stuff we all like You know, like it it really, it really is just like, that's kind of what you're saying, whenever you say shit like that. And so, um, I love that they kind of call that out and like, just as a concept, it's very writerly and really perfect for something like this, where it's, it's a little too contrived if like you try to build like a whole episode around it, but if you just make it like this quick throwaway gag, I, I like it. Um... But yeah, and then the rest of them is probably pretty comparable to Nikki in terms of like, I feel like they just kind of all even out after a certain point in terms of like the uh, reward of watching them. Um, but yeah, what about you, Joe? Uh,
0: yeah, I I mean, I, I, I feel like you both make compelling points for all those episodes. Like, I feel like we're only in, we're all kind of in agreement that uh, Worst Contact might be our least favorite one. I don't know uh, just- <laughs> well, the only one you didn't mention. <laughs>
1: uh, I, yeah, because it's perfect. No. Uh, it, was, oh, yeah. it, was, it was gross. Yeah. It was yucky, but I liked it. It was like the whole twist, because like at first you're just like, oh, this is a cool like uh y like pop arty style with the walls and stuff. Yeah. And then it's, you know. It's very disgusting, and like once you realize it's, it's just going to be disgusting the whole way through. It's kind of not as rewarding, but (laughs) I think I think like props for them like coming up with this of like yeah, sometimes like you have to make contact with like a really gross species.
0: Yeah, I still think it's quite funny. Um, I would say my favorite probably is I like holograms all the way down like you, Nikki. Um, just knowing that like that Enterprise reference in general and like just building off that is really funny. It's also just really like enjoyable to see like all those characters get like uh, kind of a little shout out, like seeing like all, like going through all the series. I think that's really fun. Also, like just the, the little stinger at the end, like, wait. Who who's real here? Like no no computer and the computer saying computer and program too. You're like, you're computer it's like, like
2: crashes the whole system. That was really funny. <laughs>
0: um, I also really liked uh the um, walk don't run one. I think is my other favorite. I I just uh I think that like like kind of like you were saying, Khalid like the backhand compliment bit was really funny. But like I thought at first the song was gonna be just like like a two second bit, but that it became like three yeah. minutes yeah. or something of it. Like it was that kind of thing where it's like kind of stops being a little bit funny, but gets funny again, you know? Yeah. Like I was really like watching this a second time. I was actually like, just really like enjoying the song itself. Like it was fun. Like George Takei, just saying, Oh my, a bunch, like it's just really (laughs) silly. like Jonathan Frakes, like singing. And like, even like Noel Wells in the background, like if that's her, like she's a really good singing voice. Like, yeah, that was really fun. Uh, enjoyed that. Um, I mean, I liked them. I liked them all. I think the skin of cats really funny. Like we talked about like those, those, the, the water pressure really got me. Um, I think the, um, holiday party also, I very funny. Like you're saying, <laughs> it was also fun to like, see, get to see Doug Jones, get a, get a small line in that one. That was, that was enjoyable. Doug uh, Jones. Jones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> bigger blooper, more humor. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Yeah, or like at the end when he shows the guy like (laughs) the mop hit him in the genitalia and then he farted. Nobody died.
2: (laughs) I win. Him explaining every single one is actually one of my favorite parts about that. And the the one where he's like showing his own like breakup scene.
0: Yeah, with the the single (laughs) tear.
1: I think more starship or or more uh, starfleet ensigns should have diarrhea. Uh, Yes, it feels like a true to life thing that like, yeah, you guys are all just like basically on a cruise ship for years. Like you're going to see each other in diarrhea, but like spurts
0: also how he calls. He says space diarrhea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. um do you guys think overall it's i mean i think we're all th- speaking pretty positively about it i saw like some reactions on twitter where people were kind of like this you know star trek this ain't it this this wasn't great uh i didn't enjoy this but like overall like i mean i kind of gave my thoughts like i think it's a fun experiment regardless of like success or not when i think it was overall successful do you feel like it was a like a successful little like endeavor as terms of like doing something new
2: yeah i do and um, I think that yeah so we had five of these I guess I don't know if you if you read this too but ten were actually written but only five ended up being produced um but it seems like maybe if if they were given a green light that they would happily do the other five and I'd be curious to see what the other five had yeah I mean like again they're short like I don't want <clears throat> I wouldn't want any more than what these very short tracks give but I think it is just fun and even if it's not canon just you know I think giving just some of these goofy ideas just a just a their two minutes is is enough um yeah i mean i i recognize it's not everyone's brand of humor but uh i don't know you either like don't watch them or it was only like 15 minutes of your life and i have watched worse things so
0: <laughs> yeah and i think that like your point like the the expressly point out that they're not canon like i think that gives like them the leeway to kind of play with that like different kind of humor that just wouldn't work in regular Trek, you know, like, like it's, it's not as earnest or like nice in that sense. Like by saying like, this is just like a non-canon fun experiment. Like you kind of give yourself that leeway to do that. And I think,
2: I think that's why I'm yeah, fine with it. Honestly. I think that's why
0: I'm fine with it too. Plus like then
2: it, you can have all of these different, um,
0: these series interact, interact with, yeah. without, with zero explanation and that's fine. Yes, Yeah. Um, and like, it really, it really is a specific brand of humor that I think really like appeals to like us because we did grow up in that adult swim era where like some of those like like almost like robot chicken type sketch shows and stuff were like just things we watched stupid. a lot yeah
2: <laughs> too many cooks is just stupid yeah it's still funny. i mean adult
1: swim humor is basically just like it's just 90s tv but like playing with editing you know what i mean like that's all this is like people who are complaining about this like oh this is like a weird experiment or whatever like the canonical episodes is shit like Q steals Picard's date after making them cosplay Robin Hood like if you just (laughs) cut out like 30 minutes of that you've got a short tracks like it's just like (laughs) if you just jump from scene to scene and just go no now this is happening like that's basically what Star Trek has always been so it's like for me I think the fact that it is experimental and like willing to like push itself is like a big part of what makes Star Trek such an enduring franchise and so beloved. And I think it's what's going to keep it going long into the future, you know? Like, you know, 10, 15 years from now, we might not have Disney or we might, like, a- Apple and Amazon might just be all of our, like, big studios, but one of them will be airing uh, Star Trek on whatever we're watching TV on, you know? Like, that much is to be to be sure. And I think a part of that is just, like, when you get like when you when you really engage with star trek you're engaging with anything could happen and that's that's what's like the magic of it
2: mm. well said
0: well said indeed wow um yeah it's it's really interesting like bringing it back to Cupid also Khalid like just to see like the evolution of like how like Star Trek has like played with humor and kind of like that was sort of like the question that I think we'd had like to wrap up this episode was just like how do you think like Star Trek has handled its like relationship with humor and I think like you put that really eloquently but like it's just the idea of like you know who knows what could happen but like I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely evolved. Like, and I think we've seen waves of like Star Trek and like even just seriousness and like taking itself very seriously. It can be very melodramatic at times. Mm -hmm. Like the original series is very melodramatic. Um, But then like you get to like, you know, there's the campy episodes. And like, of course, the 90s and the 2000s had very campy elements, very like silly elements. Like in Enterprise, we had the Mm -hmm. decontamination scenes, which are just like ridiculous for their own reason. Um, And then like, and then and then we come to like when discovery came back in 2017 it's it, it did feel like there was like a really big push and when picard popped in to like be like let's do it super serious right mm-hmm. and i think like over time the the newer like star trek has kind of come to be like relaxed a little. relaxed a little and like let's let's play around with humor like strange new worlds is really doing that lower decks is doing that prodigy is even playing i don't humor want to so say like...
2: play around with humor as much as infuse it into infuse or it, yeah. bake it into The contents of an episode.
0: Exactly. Yeah. That's a great way to. Yeah. That's a better way to phrase it. There's not just like,
2: oh, this episode is a humor episode and then we're going to go back to drama.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's a great point. Like
2: They're melded really well together. I think in a lot of the newer track,
0: you could say mind melded. I could. She didn't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. So yeah, it, it, <laughs> that being said, yes, I think like it was a little bit of a journey from when Star Trek started. I think they were trying really hard to be like, we're a serious like, uh, like, you know, prestige TV show. And I think that it took a little bit for them to realize that they didn't necessarily need that to be all the time. And I think that all of the series are a little bit better for that, including like Discovery and Picard, when they like loosened up a little bit, they've proven to be like a much more uh, like competent series at this by this point. Um, so I, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a really fun thing to look at. Again, like, I don't think like we were comprehensive in really looking at every single element of Star Trek and humor, like definitely honorable mentions to those triple early triple episodes and the voyage home, the film and like other, other ones, of course, oh, there yeah, are, we
2: could, I mean, we could, we could, we could go do on a whole on. year on this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I, I thought it would be, we thought it'd be kind of fun to pick like a few like staples or like highlights from different eras and like, kind of like compare and look how those kind of look. But, uh, yeah, yeah that's I guess that was me and Khalid. Nikki, what do you think? Final thoughts on Star Trek and humor.
2: I feel like I also offered up my thoughts a couple of minutes ago. Did. Yeah. I think that... <laughs> remix new thoughts. And I and again, um, I think we as we've kind of demonstrated, Trek has done, you know, not the same humor every single time. I mean, even within like the very short treks, we're like, okay, like there's, you know, play on words with like the turn of phrase, but then there's also like the backhanded compliments and um or just playing the song oh yeah M- music yeah music is you know a form of I- introducing humor um and just the different ways that's trek the different mechanisms trek has for introducing like these wild out there concepts i mean obviously at its the very premise of star trek you know is a uh, high concept like sci-fi in a lot of ways but using that you know those different high concepts as like vehicles for introducing humor or playing around with it. Like the holodeck, as we mentioned is like one of the major ones, but also like um, referencing going back to um, the Robin Hood episode where it's Q who can just manifest whatever the hell he wants and put people into situations and, you know, kind of essentially be like this like big kid with playing with humans as his toys. Um, And there's other, Examples of that too in Star Trek, especially in the early days, where some like larger, like kind of omnipotent creature can just sort of manipulate humans at will, um, <clears throat> and you know, and even just like the different characters. So we've got like Data, and we've got Spock, and um, you know, those are kind of the two main ones that come to mind. Or even even like the Doctor, you know, in, vo- in Voyager, like trying to um, and comedy is often explored in star trek as this like very fundamental human quality or trait and um so i think that as star trek has evolved and really embraced that and like thought about that in the way it utilizes comedy in the shows i think is is evident um at first it was you know, in those kind of like 90s episodes and and in the 60s too with Spock, it was like, you know, like, oh, the Vulcan doesn't understand humor. And then we have like Data the android who wants to understand humor as compared to Spock who was like, I don't want, I don't really want any of your like human stuff Whereas data wanted it. And in the way that um, we see that played out is, yeah, it's, it's a fun journey and I'm excited to see uh, what else Trek has to offer in this realm and You know with new lower decks eventually and more strange new worlds and all the trek really so yeah hopefully maybe some more short treks and or very short treks we'll see the future um is filled with possibility
0: very well said thank you Uh, all right off the cuff that was good i could tell you weren't looking at anything
2: (laughs) (laughs) i was just staring at a corner
0: yeah well, that was fun. Thank you, Khalid, for popping yes. in on this one.
1: Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Always a pleasure to come back. I mean, since the last time I came back, I guess. But yeah, it's, it's, it's this is a good time. And this was so many awesome episodes to talk about in one sitting.
0: Do you have any anything that you wanted to uh, plug or have people find you uh, from the denizens of li- listeners we have here?
1: Yeah, denizens. Check it out. Uh, I have an Instagram you can follow me at. It's uh, nappy underscore Gilmore underscore. Um, I don't really post there, but I will be in the next coming months. Uh, as Nikki kindly pointed out, I'm a rapper and I have an EP that I'll be uh, releasing soon called Branded Content. And once that drops, I will have uh, the lovely hosts here uh, share the info on where to get it and listen oh, yeah. to it yeah exciting
0: looking forward to it
1: thank you thank you yeah i'm uh, i'm doing my thing the music thing you guys have been very supportive about it so thank you
0: yeah we love you khalid love y'all um we do uh for listeners out there we have um a couple fun episodes planned for the next couple months so uh i know that we'll have certainly one for february coming out and ideally uh, we'll try to keep to our once a month schedule best we can um no promises anymore though Let's stop no, making we're promises. flexible. We're flexible. Yeah, we're flexible.
2: I stopped making promises a long time ago. I don't know why like, you're still thinking that you need to make promises.
0: True. Fair enough. Yeah. Um,
2: surprise episode. That's what, that's what we call them now.
0: Surprise. Yeah. Our, our podcast is full of surprise episodes. Let's <laughs> say that. Yeah. I like that. Um. Anyway. Yeah.
2: Well, if you like what you're hearing, um, I mean, all we just really ask is if, you know, just to give a rating um, and or review if you can, wherever you find your podcast. Tell a friend. And uh follow us on Instagram. That's where we are now. I think that's our one and only social. Are, is it at DS love pod on there too? Okay. there you go. find us and uh, connect. Um, we're always looking for more guests to join the esteemed ranks that Khalid has filled here. two timers um, among Club. others. but you were the first to do it twice. So um, with that being said, until next time, love long and prosper.